The regular 2021 season ended well for the Cardinals, but in its first full season since the pandemic, Major League Baseball certainly made a mess of things along the way. Hitters, swinging with an uppercut, struck out at a record pace, and batting averages were at a record low. Pitchers, to get more spin and movement on the ball to strike out batters, used an illegal sticky substance to improve their grip until they were caught sticky-handed. The result for fans was a frustrating and often boring game in which a parade of pitchers putting too much stress on their arms to last beyond a few innings spun doctored baseballs past the parade of batters who swung under and over pitches in an attempt to hit baseballs out of sight. Announcers, instead of adding color to the game, dutifully gave uncaring fans the spin rate of a pitch ball and the mile per hour flight of a baseball when a batter finally connected with a pitch. Two and one, Cruz. Driven hard to left field. It's just a single. But very high exit velocity with, from with Nelson Cruz. It's hard to imagine a Jack Buck or a Harry Carey relying on spin rate and exit velocity to bring the game to life for fans. To make matters worse, so much of the game's strategy was dictated by computer printouts. The result was a drawn-out game of pitch counts, pitching changes, and odd defensive shifts dictated by an alphabet soup of statistics instead of a manager's experience and common sense. Look at Carpenter wow. standing on third. And then the three infielders on the right side. Oh my goodness. Doing there. Toward the middle of the diamond. That gets through for a base hit and they'll bring in the first run of the game. For all the Cardinal machinations. The other day, I picked up my copy of Lawrence Ritter's The Glory of Their Times, a collection of interviews with players from the early days of baseball to see if I could ease my pain of watching today's game by going back to baseball's glory days. Ritter's book, one of the most valuable in baseball history, was prompted by the death of Ty Cobb and the need to preserve the memories of those who were a part of an era that transformed baseball into America's game. While the players interviewed often recalled their love for baseball, they rarely romanticized the playing of the game. Their game was a rough and rowdy affair where players, fighting for their jobs, didn't hesitate to use beam balls and sharpened spikes to intimidate their opponents. In an era that was eventually dominated by Babe Ruth, the most admired and respected player was Ty Cobb. His teammate and fellow Hall of Famer Sam Crawford said that at a time when players had to use their heads, Cobb was the smartest of them all. Crawford claimed Cobb was so fast in his thinking. He did not hit the opponent and he did not run them, he outthought them. I never thought I was a, any genius, so I gave up my life to the game for 25 years. I suppose I was in nearly 30,000 plays, and I at least tried to think about every play and uh, how it should be made. Here is one example. I figured out one play to use against Hal Chase. He used to snap the ball over to third to catch me rounding the bag. I'd always slide back. I had to wait two years for the right time to work it. But one day, I just kept on going and managed to score the winning run. As I said before, you had to do more thinking in the old days when home runs were fewer. Games were close, and every play counted. Most of the players interviewed by Ritter admit that today's players are bigger, stronger, and faster. They also, however, argued that yesterday's players were smarter. Sam Crawford pointed out that in his day, if you played in the big leagues, you had to know how to think and think quick, or you'd be back in the minors before you knew what hit you. 
Unlike today's game of endless strikeouts and walks, while fans wait for an occasional tape measure home run, Cobb's contemporaries played a more exciting game, what Tommy Leach, a teammate of legendary Hannes Wagner, called a running game, a lot of bunning and base stealing. Lynch, who led the big leagues in 1906 with six home runs, all inside the park, thought the most thrilling play in baseball was a three-bagger, or an inside-the-park home run. You used to see a fair number of them in the old days, but now they're the rarest plays in baseball. No player exemplifies the nature of the game in baseball's early days more than we Willie Keeler. The shortest player at 5-4 ever elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame, Keeler had a simple hitting philosophy. Keep your eye on the ball and hit them where they ain't. He could loop them over the infield better than anybody in the world. Anywhere. He could pull them, push them, anything. Watching today's batters strike out multiple times in a single game, it's hard to believe that Keeler struck out only five times in an entire season. I don't expect baseball to change much, but it helps, every once in a while, go back to baseball's glory days to see the way the game used to be played and was meant to be played. Today, that style of play is often referred to as small ball, but a more accurate description is smart ball. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.